0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Did you watch
1: that explosive interview with porn star Stormy Daniels on 60 Minutes last night? Her alleged 2006 sexual encounter with President Trump was not the most shocking aspect. She said that in 2011, she and her baby daughter were threatened to shut up about it... Or else, take a listen. A guy walked up on me and said to me,
2: leave Trump alone, forget the story. And then he leaned around and looked at my daughter and said, "A, a beautiful little girl, it'd be a shame if something happened to her mom. And then he was gone.
1: Well, the latest wrinkle in this story is that now a lawyer for Trump's lawyer is demanding a retraction of that charge. So, the sex alleged to have taken place is uh, pretty straightforward. The rest of the story is very murky. Daniels was paid $130,000 in hush money by Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, and she signed a non-disclosure agreement. She also signed subsequent affidavits that the story was not true. Again, she says she was forced to. Trump has stayed Uncharacteristically silent on this. No tweets, even though his lawyers deny the story. They are suing Daniels for upwards of $20 million for breaking the agreement. Now, some authorities say the payment by the lawyer violated election laws, and there's even talk that that could be used as a lever to induce Cohen to testify against Trump uh, at the Mueller inquiry. So there's a lot to unpack here. It's pretty complicated. Uh, I'm going to give out the numbers again because I'd like to know uh, what you think of it. It's been a while since we talked about Donald Trump. Does it make a difference? Does it change your view of him? Do you care? 416 360 Zero seven forty 740 toll free one 740 4740 And right now, we are going to Siraj Hashmi, who is a writer with the Washington Examiner. And here in studio, we have Ari Goldkind, who is a lawyer and political commentator. Hi, guys.
3: Good afternoon. Thank you so much
4: for having me, Lydia.
1: Okay, Siraj, so what is the reaction? This this interview was really long awaited. Um, what's, what is the reaction to it?
4: Well, there were a lot of uh, there was a lot of hype surrounding this interview. Uh, no doubt, there was a huge burden on Anderson Cooper and Stormy Daniels to deliver on something that I think many people were looking for, which is you know possibly a smoking gun. What we ended up getting was probably much of the same that we already know, considering the fact that this was reported on uh, In Touch Weekly, which they you know they they basically held the story until recently. And that was from, from an interview in 2011. So one of the interesting things about this is that it wasn't really a big deal uh, for a lot of people, especially on Trump's base and conservative circles, um, uh, apart from the whole moral uh, infidelity part on uh, cheating on his wife Melania. But the one part that's now interesting that I think is raising a lot of people's ears is the um, and eyebrows is specifically the federal election law that was violated wherever that $130,000 came from, and the fact that Stormy Daniels was threatened uh, after she started telling her story or wanted to tell her story uh, several years ago. So those two things, um, if they are able to uh, pin this on Michael Cohen and Trump effectively or, or at least uh, uh, convince a, a court or a judge that, uh, that they're responsible for it, it's going to be a big headache and possibly nightmare for the White House.
1: Ari, what's your take?
3: So let's go back to brass tacks. He had a consensual night of sex with a porn star. Nobody cares. Nobody's concerned about it. And by the way, I think we all know he did it. So this idea of denials or it didn't happen, we all know he did it. So... Who cares? It's Melania's issue. It's not anybody else's business. And the last time I checked, he didn't run for president on being America's number one husband. He doesn't have that coffee mug. So I just see this alienating his base and making them feel that he is a president who receives more inane criticism than anybody on earth. The second part about the campaign finance is one that has become a new issue. So it touches upon going back to just a couple of weeks before the election, did anybody even turn their mind or essential consultants, which in English means Michael Cohen's sort of incorporated hide my uh, identity corporation name from writing a $130,000 check. The part that your other guest just raised about the threat, that's the part maybe my criminal defense lawyer mind kicks in here. I find really disgusting that people are trying to pin that on Trump. That is an accusation that we know not, Nothing about, do I believe, maybe Michael Cohen, who's done some really suspicious things, may have been part of, maybe at best, but this idea that that threat can be traced back to Donald Trump, prior to him even running for president, when he was at most the the host of The Celebrity Apprentice, don't like it.
1: But it's uh, the... the The lawyers for Michael Cohen are Mm -hmm. saying she has to retract that. So I don't think there's any suggestion that it came directly. But here's
3: my point. Michael Cohen has said a whole bunch of things. If you go into maybe even the last month of his comments to Vanity Fair, he's too bombastic. He doesn't realize that sometimes the role of a lawyer is to not say stupid things. They're demanding a retraction. It doesn't mean that that retraction is coming. I just don't like the idea because some idiot came up to her in a parking lot, and I do believe it happened, Mm -hmm. that somehow we go from it being a complete idiot or some zealot to all of a sudden it coming from Donald Trump. I just don't like that leap of illogic.
1: Okay. Uh, Siraj, I mean, Ari here said nobody cares, and that could have been true, I think, certainly in Europe and here in Canada. But in the United States, uh, the... Personal sexual behavior of politicians is an issue, and uh, a lot of people are making a lot that when the shoe was on the other foot with Bill Clinton, uh, there was a huge hue and cry, and now even the evangelicals are saying, look, we didn't elect him to be uh, a pastor. So uh, is A, the, the actual act an issue in the states, or the hypocrisy surrounding it?
4: Uh, I think, uh, well, for me, it was always the act. Uh, and I think, yeah, in, in, in the case of Bill Clinton, the, it is a little bit different, because Bill Clinton's alleged affair with Monica Lewinsky happened while he was president. Donald Trump's affair happened while he was a private citizen. So that's a huge distinction right there. And the fact that it, it wasn't the fact that Mon- that Bill Clinton had an affair with Monica Lewinsky, is the fact that he lied under oath, and that was why... The impeachment proceedings were such a big deal. Now, with the case of President Trump, his morality and and the fact that he has been widely supported by evangelicals here in the United States uh, has obviously brought up many questions as to why people continue to support him and his moral character, considering the fact that he is known for being a womanizer who has Cheated on not just one but multiple spouses, <laughs> yeah. and it's 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 obviously concerning. And I've I've always been um, pretty much abhorred by his um, personal character. Um, but it's one of the things that if he had not violated any laws, then there's not a whole lot that we can do. And if you, I, I don't think there's as much um, of a of a standard being set here in which you know case. Bill Clinton and Donald Trump are being held in a similar regard, considering that the circumstances were just so different.
1: Okay, well, I mean, that's what we know about uh, with Donald Trump. And of course, a few days before, there was that other, I thought, um, more telling interview with the playmate that he had a lengthier affair with. Uh, is, is that resonating at all, Suraj?
4: Not as much. The Stormy Daniels story is still the bigger story of the two. Um, and again, the the, the the Playboy model was also another time um, when he was a private citizen, and um, she said she was in love with him, and right now there was no, that we know of, I don't think there was any agreement or uh, an NDA that was signed or an our affidavit saying that it didn't happen um, to make... For the case that um, I believe it was Karen McDu- McDougal. Well, there sort um, of was
1: something, but uh, and she was. Uh, I found this not on the same
4: level as, as Stormy Daniels. Yeah,
1: she she was uh, looked like she was a little outraged that he seems to have been with Stormy Daniels around the same time he was with her. Ari, what do you make of this, and why is why is he actually not tweeting about this?
3: My view, and I don't understand why nobody has come out and said this openly, but if you understand anything about male psychology, particularly his, if you go back to his time speaking to Howard Stern, in some of the most entertaining and informative interviews that Howard Stern ever did, you can think that Donald Trump is staying quiet under the advice of his counsel. Donald Trump doesn't do anything on the advice of his counsel. He is staying quiet in my view because he's got that type of male personality that he very, very much enjoys. The chatter and the knowledge that very beautiful, very hot younger women have slept with him and been open about doing it consensually and openly. The porn star, the Playboy model, the celebrity apprentice, all of that feeds into a certain kind of 70-year-old man's ego at a certain point of his life. So he likes this chatter. Do I think he likes the campaign finance angle and all of this new stuff that's being dug up to try and get him and Mueller? No, but when you're the subject of a 60 Minutes interview and there's a beautiful 39-year-old woman talking about how at 26, uh, they had a very consensual night of sex. There are a lot of male minds that really don't mind that being the main course of the news cycle of the week or of the month.
1: Uh, Do you agree with that, Siraj?
4: Yeah, actually, what's interesting is that, you know, if you go to publications like The Onion, uh, there are stories that, uh, parody stories, satirical stories about, Army Daniels paying Donald Trump $130,000 for him not to to basically (laughs) kiss and tell.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, the the other thing is, because there were also in this before, we are going to get to the phones, people. Um, I know a lot of people want to weigh in on this, uh, that, you know, that the shakeups in the White House this week were either intended to distract from the porn revelations or or vice versa. Suraj, do you have a view of that?
4: Um, not, I mean, like, the thing is, with what Donald Trump has always done is what he wants to do. I mean, that's the thing. is He, he does not care. He doesn't listen to his advisors. He doesn't listen to his lawyers. He, he just, whatever he feels like he wants to do, that's, what, that's just what he does. And that's what we've seen in his presidency so far.
1: Okay, uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Bruce in Toronto. Hi, Bruce.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: Fine, how are you? I'm doing well. Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, my view of President Trump probably couldn't sink any lower than it already is. And he can have consensual sex with prostitutes and Russian showgirls and playmates all he wants. But, you know, when it really comes down to it is he's got family, he's got kids. I mean, it must be just crushing for his wife. And if the Christian right in in america thinks that this is the new normal that this is okay um i mean trump can have his dirty nights he can have people urinate on him do whatever he wants
1: oh the, that was the the russian the, the, the dossier the yeah. dossier uh we're, we're not sure that one's true but anyway go but, ahead you know Bruce. he can do
2: this if that's what he gets off on that's fine but you know i don't think we should lose an, a human element there that i mean it must be crushing for his kids to have these Women invited to family gatherings, and him you know his male ego, I guess, having to have them rub shoulders. I mean, if that 's the new norm, we got serious problems.
1: I think his kids are probably used to it. I mean the, the, uh, the couple of uh, comments I have so he both these women say that he told them that they were smart and therefore reminded him of his daughter that 's mm-hmm. weird. As for Melania, I mean, I think she knew what she was getting. However, um, I don't know that being publicly humiliated was part of the deal. And also, uh, if Stormy Daniels is telling, if he had unprotected sex with a porn star right after she gave birth, I mean, that to me is unbelievable. And seems good
3: with the Christian right. So... My view of the talk about Melania, because I've said this too, Melania knew, as Libby, you just said a moment ago, Melania knew exactly who and what she was getting. She knew it the night she met him. She's given interviews. He was on another date with another woman, sent her to the bathroom so he could hit on Melania and get her number. Marla Maples, is the cover is one of the most famous New York Post covers, the best sex I ever had. You know, Donald Trump liked that cover page as most normal men would. But the point about Melania and her public humiliation, I actually don't agree with that because I think in a way it infantilizes Melania which I don't understand this culture where we're trying to figure out what goes on in the bedrooms or behind closed doors of marriages. Some marriages have certain arrangements. They have certain understandings, whether they have an arrangement or an understanding. It's not for me to worry about Melania. If Melania is sick of this and disgusted by it, as much as the White House may look like a prison, to some on the outside now and she's a captive of the donald she has every ability to walk outside of that beautiful white building and say i'm done with this pig and that hasn't happened so given that we're in movements that tend to infantilize women and not give them the full autonomy and intelligence that they have and she's a very intelligent woman let's not talk about melania well, that she's know, not a very, I'm, I'm not saying this to the caller. Yeah. I'm just That's saying, sweet. poor Melania, we now live in a world where we really can't assume we know what goes on behind closed doors.
2: With respect, why am I not surprised that a lawyer is not worried about how somebody else feels?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I um, won't
2: even respond to that one.
1: Okay, All okay Bruce, Thank, thanks for that. Um, Siraj, um, is, is, do you think Mer- Melania is kind of being made into uh, an unlikely victim in all of this?
4: Well, I mean, it's very hard for uh, many people to not have sympathy for her uh, with respect to Donald Trump's behavior. And yes, here in the in Washington, there are a lot of people who are wondering what Melania is up to, what she's thinking, um, and what her next move will be. It's actually pretty impressive how she's able to sort of not address the issue at all and sort of just carry on her duties as First Lady and be there for Barron and be there for her husband. And um, she probably will get Time Person of the Year if this uh, as she continues on with this.
1: Um, I s- think it's pretty easy to, to shield her from that. Let's go to uh, Bill here in Toronto. Hello, Bill. All right. You're enjoying this
2: way too much, Libby. <laughs> And the, the <laughs> dossier, that was actually funded by the Democratic Party to take them down. You know, I don't know when we gave so much credibility to a, a porn star and a Playboy bunny. And what is it with women these days? They've got to go after any man they can go after. These women slept with them. They wanted to do it. And now they've got a problem with it.
1: Okay. Uh, let's go to Anthony in Etobicoke. Hi, Anthony.
4: Hello there. First of all, I want to say I love your show. Thanks. And uh, when I drive a lot. I drive to Quebec, uh, Pennsylvania, New York State. And I always listen to it. So it's a real good show. You know what I mean? Thanks. Okay. Um, the more garbage the Democrats throw against Mr. Trump, I love the guy. The bigger he gets and the better they love him because they just can't knock him down. Uh, I mean, they're trying everything possible. They knew exactly who they were voting for from day one. And it's not going to change. That's it, all I can
1: say. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Fred in Brantford. Hi, Fred. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Yeah, the other
4: two before me just hit it right on the head. Why don't people just mind their own business and let Trump and Sex City Hollywood do what they want to do? They all got money they can afford to do it. But what really gets me is CNN, who is backed by the Democrats, put a, a gay guy on there interviewing an ACDC sleazebag trying to bring down the president of the United States. Now, what good are these two people that were doing what, the interview? What,
1: how is it relevant that the interviewer is gay? Uh,
4: Anderson is as gay but, as, as Well, he is gay. Well, openly gay. Guy, Ari, Ari wants let's to respond to
1: that. It. I just don't understand yeah, how I'm not relevant.
3: necessarily responding to the caller, but this mindset okay. where, like, even I made right, the joke, right. the porn star and the president. I think we live in a country now that this president, as much as I love his supposed authenticity and the fact that he fights back, to quote the studio that we're sitting in right <laughs> now, you know... First of all, I thought Anderson Cooper did a really good job last night with a lot of pressure on him. So I really think Anderson Cooper is at the top of his game. And there's a reason he gets these gets, as it's called in the media business. However, what makes me uncomfortable is that if anybody listened to Stormy Daniels, there's this inherent judgment in her as a porn star. And that really makes me uncomfortable. Not that I'm a spokesperson for her, but she's an intelligent woman. She's not breaking any law. She's not hurting anybody. And this, there's constant, and we're in 2018 now, where again, and I understand the jokes, so what that she's a porn star? She's making an autonomous decision. She's exercising her desire. And I just don't like all of this discussion that somehow makes it that she's less worthy of belief or less worthy of value because she conducts herself in a big business, that if you went to anybody's Google screen right now, Mm -hmm. or checked their browser history, I'm sorry, not all of us have clean hands where we've never watched the very thing she produces. So I don't love all of these. And I'm not saying this to your caller, that somehow she's less worthy of belief or respect, because she has the guts to choose a business that many of us surreptitiously enjoy.
1: Well I don't know if it took guts for her to cho- choose the business, but I mean I guess that's an age old thing but I, I mean I thought what she said uh, she came across as very credible I
3: very thought. and very intelligent and she shouldn't be minimized because of her profession which last time I checked breaks no law.
1: okay All right let's uh, let's see where we are here uh, Harold in Kitchener. Hi Harold.
5: Uh, good day. Like, Trump's always been a bit of a jerk for a long time, so it's nothing new. As far as Melania goes, she can spend a million dollars a year. If if she left him, she'd probably only get a million bucks. So I got three songs that she's singing, Stand By Your Man, Who Sleep, Who Are You Kissing Tonight, and uh, Sleeping Single in the Double Bed. So basically, she's got nowhere to go the way it is right now. And what I do feel sorry for is that 14-year-old kid or whatever he is, his even if he's in private school, he he, he, he's going to get bugged. You know, like, he, uh, his dad's uh, reputation won't get away from him. But the funny part is that his uh, sister hasn't said a damn thing about it.
1: Uh, Well, why would they? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
5: well, what, what could they say? Like, she's happy there wasn't her mom, that's all.
1: Okay, thanks for that, Harold. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the kids are all uh, involved in the business. Uh, I'm sure that this is not a shock to them.
3: No, you know, there's something interesting, Libby, maybe your guest in Washington maybe has more feet on the ground to this, but it's very interesting, as we all discuss this in Stormy, and CNN is 24 hours, seven days a week about the Playboy model, the sex, the this. This is a president who, depending on your politics, and again, I'm not getting into it, is doing very radical things policy-wise, legislation-wise, environmental deregulation-wise, healthcare-wise, that's affecting millions and millions and millions of people's lives, and we literally never talk about it but this is the, uh, the dish of the day. And I just think it's really interesting that this is a president who's basically getting away with all of these things legislatively and politically that nobody's talking about while we're sitting here talking about what we're talking about. Not that I fault us, because it's interesting and entertaining.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, We have talked about it in the past, and they (coughs) certainly talk about it in the United States. Well, Uh, you look at the
3: cover of the New York Times. It isn't about the rivers being polluted and oil companies. It's much more about this.
1: They do cover that other stuff, though. Uh, it does get less attention. And, and of what can I say to the extent that I'm contributing to that? Oh, we're all guilty May of it. May I it's not
3: the media the way they have it in quotes, the media. It's us, you and I and us individually when we check our anti-social media accounts.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to try to um, get a couple more people in here quickly and uh, uh, then uh, check back with Siraj. Jerry in Burlington. Hi, Jerry.
6: Hi, uh, I will be brief um I, not that i condone what uh, uh president trump is doing but if you compare uh the affair uh, that trump has or had with what clinton had these two women were um, willing uh, and it didn't leave any scars on them they basically they just slept with him uh, there is a recent article in Vanity Fair by Monica Lewinsky, and that poor woman is still scarred by what happened to her 20 years ago because she was 22 years old and she was taken ad- advantage of. So that's my comment. Just, you know, compare these two situations.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it. Probably exploded in her face, but I, my recollection is that she kind of came on to him a bit. I think she knew what she was doing. Twenty-two. Well, 22? He, he, did you, you, did you uh, know, I don't what know what you what were you doing when you were twenty-two? I did.
6: But there, there is a an art, long article by Monica Lewinsky, and you can tell that this woman had a lot of problems afterwards, and she still, her life is not the same. She was basically, she was scarred for life.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that it was Bill. Clinton that so much took advantage of her as all the people who made like a huge fuss about it. But I think that she was, I
6: mean, she She was was in the office and, you know, he was, I don't know. Yeah, but I think she
1: came on to him.
6: I mean, (laughs) that was my (laughs) take on it. (laughs) Well, I don't know if she did. If she did, I mean, if you are 22 years old, I don't know what you were doing. But, you know, you really you uh, he was older. He was the president and he took advantage of that. Whether it was her or him, I don't know. But all I know is from this from this uh, article, that woman, I feel sorry for her because she, you know, she still is getting trying to get her life back 20 years later.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, um, I guess we should start uh, wrapping things up here. Uh, Siraj, where does this go from here?
4: You know, if uh, they're supposed to be going forward uh, with court proceedings this week uh, where Stormy Daniels will be trying to make a case that uh, she did not actually violate the uh, NDA that she signed, I think if she is successful. She won't have to pay the $20 million that Michael Cohen says that she currently owes for every time that she violated the NDA, which is $1 million per violation. I don't think this will have any big political ramifications, but really this will probably just, you know, it'll be brushed aside eventually. And, you know, the midterms coming up in November is going to be a big deal. I don't think this is going to be on the forefront of many voters' minds going into the booths.
3: I I would say two things. One, I think the campaign finance reform issue, which has been sort of ginned up and conjured up in the in the remaining days here and came up last night with Anderson Cooper, is going to be a problem for Michael Cohen. I'm not sure it's going to be a problem for Trump. I don't think anything's a problem for Trump. He's truly the Teflon Don, which is a nickname applied to another Don in Mm -hmm. New York. But my concern here, and I think Anderson Cooper hit the nail on the head. And I've talked about this for weeks. She signed a deal. She put her handshake out, say, I'm going to take 130 grand to keep up my end of the bargain. I don't like when anybody in any walk of life Welsh is on a deal. She said, well, I don't like being lied about. But, you know, this is something that when they're in court and they're marching back and forth, you make a deal, you agree to be quiet about it, you honour that. You don't hire a lawyer from New York who's enjoying his uh, 15 minutes by going out and say, well, because Donald didn't sign it, it's null and void. I don't like that optic of it, but that's just my view.
1: Okay. Uh, people, sorry I couldn't get to all the calls about this. Free for All Friday is coming up and uh, who knows we may have to revisit it before then. Thank you so much to Siraj Hashmi and to Ari Goldkind and uh, when we come back from a break, we're going to talk about something that is a lot closer to home. Uh, a redesign of Young Street in North York is on the table. There are two competing visions. Uh, we're going to talk about it and also Get your take uh, What would you rather have to walk on and to drive on uh, in that very busy patch of Young Street and that is coming up when we return.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.